Hello and welcome to The Nerd Alternative, a sweet melting pot of all things nerdy. Today you're joined by me, your host, Ram. And to my left, we have... Levi! It is Levi! And to my left, or like in my case, it's above the screen, <laughs> is... It's me, it's Hassan. Maybe uh... <laughs> but anyway, uh, today we are here with a spooky episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> where we will be talking all things horror in the spirit of Halloween, which I don't feel like any of us celebrate, but we do all have an appreciation of horror, kind of, to varying what, what, de- degrees. What the fuck celebrating, though? Going outside, having a Halloween. Going outside. Time. <laughs> 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 I, I, I meant to finish that with trick-or-treat, but then I was like, wait, we'd be too old to go outside anyway. That would be a bit weird. Um, Having a Halloween party, um, dressing it's, up for Halloween. I don't know. Graham, you lost me outside. It's just weird saying celebrate because mm. it's like this. I'm not saying there's nothing to observe, but they're like. Mm. You know what I mean, mm. yeah, but like... some people really no, but some people I know people who get really hyped up about Halloween. I mean, where I was working today, there's the whole like they had the spooky doorbell, yeah, and they had all the like decorations, um, the spider webs. They had a body hanging out of the tree outside. Exactly, the house. that is celebrating or observing. Paddington, Hassan Paddington. <laughs> I think, yeah, <laughs> I think it's like it was an American thing that kind of like crossed the border through media. Yeah. So like but it's definitely bears... getting like bigger here now, but yeah, I don't think I you grew it's... up with it in the same way. No, I think I went trick or treating once in my life, and I'm not gonna lie. Even as like a seven year old child, I was like, I'm scared. <laughs> 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 with you. Like I don't know, there's something about me that was like, this is a bit suspicious. Why am I going to people's houses against me? Like, what if they see me? Not... Watch the film. I don't know. I want the candy. Maybe it's the paranoia that my mom passed on to me, but I was like, I didn't really enjoy it that much, to be honest. I just went because I thought, why not? But anyway. Um, I feel like living in the hood, you don't really get trick or treaters. So, no, I, I, there was there was never anyone just walking on my road. No, we did get. No. Actually, there'd be like maybe <laughs> one group of kids, maybe a year or maybe every two years. I kid you not. Yeah. But there's no, there is no one on. There's no laughing children like going through their just sleeps say laughing and stuff. children. You know, that's that's why. When I think of like children, I think maybe maybe it's because we're British mm. and we see the films. But I literally just think of like children and parents just on the street. I feel like it's definitely a suburbia <laughs> thing, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you, you can't trick or treat like that in a block of flats. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Just treating us for an egg at someone's window. Like, bro, you live downstairs. You can't trick me. <laughs> um, anyway, we shall be talking about all things spooky, including Marvel's Werewolf by Night, um, and then also some of our favorite, you know, horror games, movies mediums and a little bit about the history of horror um but before we get into that of course we've got news as always um there's been a new trailer for creed um which i'm very excited about um which is weird because i remember watching the rocky movies because my dad watched them but i wasn't a super big fan but i loved i love all of the creed movies um so yeah it's the first um Rocky franchise film that doesn't have Sylvester Stallone which is going to be kind of weird but I guess I feel like they've passed on the torch enough that it doesn't feel so super odd like in the last movie he was 
literally there as like a supporting character. I mean, in the first movie he was as well, but it was he was less so. Um, oh, he saw his he found it, he went back to his son at the end, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Um, so I feel like it kind of was a wholesome ending of his arc. So he doesn't really need to be in the third film, but I guess they'll probably just like mention him like hey unk or something like- <laughs> that's what he called him unk. i couldn't get over that i don't think uncle should be shortened but whatever um it's directed by michael b jordan which is his directorial debut i want to say no he did something I, else I like before, didn't done, he? done some those did he direct one of those sci-fi films or oh something? yeah i don't know actually Maybe. i don't know he uh, has think, done something yeah. before he's, he's definitely directed before because um i think that collection of short stories that movie something pines yeah, yeah, helps him yeah. as well okay um well not his directorial debut but i guess his maybe his first feature yeah so it'll be interesting to see where he goes i feel like he's been quite close to the project so i imagine that he'll do quite a good job but who knows um and of course it's star- starring everyone's fave jonathan major which is um yeah i'm there's not really that much to say. I'm excited to see. Is Coogler still involved in this? No, so he hasn't been involved since the second film. Okay. Um, huh. Yeah, which I didn't expect to like the second film because of that. I was immediately like, nope, it's not going to be good. But then it was actually, <laughs> it was pretty, like, it was good. So, um, but I do feel like the first film even was like a collaboration hit between him and Michael B. Jordan anyway. So I feel like he probably had enough influence that the characters and the story just carried on without it feeling like there was something majorly missing. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, there was also the Quantum Mania trailer, which dropped yesterday. This is Jonathan Mania right now. Yeah. <laughs> With another feature from Jonathan Majors. Um, thoughts on the trailer? I, I enjoyed it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm a fan of I'm a fan of Kang. I'm a fan of Jonathan Majors, and you ever mentioned Ant Man? Who the movie is? I do not. Paul Ware. I mean, I, I, I kind of enjoy the the the, the sci fi concept of Ant Man and the quantum physics and all of that stuff. Anyway, so I'm kind of always there for an Ant Man ride. If we were going to say that in terms of like here's this MCU thing that's coming up. How do you feel about it? But I'm not like super excited outside of the Kang stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'm here for it. It's, 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 it's probably the first like post Endgame trailer I've looked at and been like, okay, yeah. And I'm not been like, hmm, what's going on here? Mm, Doctor Strange. Mm. Like, I just like looked at him, I, I smiled and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hassan? Um... I've not seen the trailer. Like I've I've seen so much kind of of the movie already through other trailers and San Diego Comic Con trailers and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. at this point, I I want something to surprise me. Um, and and I feel like if I keep watching all the trailers that they bring out every other week, I'm just gonna have seen the whole movie. Um, I am excited though. I think my Marvel fatigue is starting to wear off because of Werewolf by Night, which we'll get into later. But um, I'm ve- I'm very excited for for Ant-Man because I do really like Paul Rudd and like Jonathan Majors come on done deal for me I'm in <laughs> um yeah I don't think I, my Marvel fatigue has worn out off but I think I'm just more like oh I'll take whatever I like what maybe after we watched Miss Marvel I was like oh I actually enjoyed this so I'm just like I'll take each thing as it comes and 
see where it goes. I do hope that now that we're moving into like after Black Panther, moving into the next phase, we finally like that this phase was just a weird slump and that we're mm. going to start to get back to things, especially since we know that Kang might be a major player, um, but we don't know for sure. So um, I think it's pretty, I, someone may have said that he is to be fair. I, don't know. I mean, they might have, mm. but I just don't trust anything anymore I, I, <laughs> because the, start, the setup is just not the same as what we've been used to. I'm just like, I don't know. I feel like us the way they brought him into Loki and the part he played in Loki and then obviously him being in Ant-Man, I feel like that's pretty... Like, we're going to see him every, not everywhere, maybe everywhere. <laughs> we're yeah. going to see him about he's going to... And it's probably going to be just different variants of him, which is what I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah. I'm looking forward to a totally different um, guy than that kooky guy from Loki, you know? Mm. Yeah. Like, I, I want to see the iterations of Kang like interacting with each other as well I think there can be like a lot of fun like kind of interplay there as well I I also want to see the things from the shows retain some weight for the the next phase too because like going back a lot of the shows have just kind of been like ah the movies exist you know what I mean and I've really enjoyed the show so far so I really want to see kind of the the plot development and the character development and like the the tidbits they've been throwing at us have some meaning and have some payoff that's what i'm excited for for the next uh phase i think mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah that's the same to be fair i keep thinking Pat, Pat Murphy is really around the corner isn't it yeah it is. mm. i keep forgetting oh. i feel like even when i watched that Ant-Man trailer i remember there were good feelings couldn't really tell you what happened apart from Jonathan Majors, wasn't it? i feel like everything i'm just like taking oh, in it and was then what deleting. i said remember actually a couple episodes i think i actually said that the scene in the trailer where he was like will you help me or whatever yeah that. yeah but that's literally all i remember <laughs> and then ant-man and melted into ant-man maybe that was da- the ant-man variant I and his know. daughter was big <laughs> but we already knew that his daughter was big yeah like, yeah um, and they were riding bugs fun times um <laughs> cool so on to the main event um so we're going to take you on a bit of a journey here. First, we're going to talk about uh, Werewolf by Night, which is um, the MCU's newest edition. It's kind of a bit rogue, to be honest, <laughs> like compared to everything that they've done. Um, it's like a 54-minute film, um, very stylized, obviously dipping into the horror genre, um, bringing out some characters that aren't super well-known unless you're reading the comics. Um, it was released on Disney Plus on the 7th of October, uh, written by Heather Quinn, who was on Hawkeye, and Peter Cameron, who wrote on WandaVision and Moon Knight. And it was directed by Michael Giancino? Giancino. One of those. (laughs) I'm sorry, Michael. Um, Who is surprisingly a composer, um, and he also... composed the score um, of the show, but he's worked on loads of things like Up, Lost, Ratatouille, Jurassic World, um, as well as video games, um, Medal of Honor, and also Call of Duty. Um, He also is the composer of the Marvel Studios fanfare, so every time you hear, well, (laughs) you know what it's in your head, Um, think of him. And also um, the 2011 Paramount 100 anniversary fanfare. He- How does that one go? Um, but yeah he's worked on a lot of films like going through his catalog it's it's slightly crazy like um he's worked a lot with like pixar he's worked he's done a lot of the mcu movies as well 
Um, he previously directed a short film um, in 2018 and then um, Star Trek shorts in 2019. So he does have some directing experience, but I think this is the first time that I've seen, like I can see editors going on to do directing a lot and you see sometimes like a cinematographer, but I've never really seen like a composer do that. Um, but maybe that's more of a thing that I, than I know. Um, his influences when um, working on this was Poltergeist, um, which came out in 1982, The Twilight Zone, uh, the original King Kong in 1933, The Wolfman, 1941. Um, yeah, which I feel like you can kind of see the influences. So that's pretty obvious. I have a confession to make. I've only watched one of those films. Which is? Poltergeist. Oh. I mean, that's, I mean, that makes it like the old King Kong we we never watched to, the Wolfman, so you know. We need to watch the Wolfman do an episode. I love the Wolfman. That film is ridiculous. Like it's so good. Um, maybe, maybe that can wrap in with our Twilight episode. Oh my god! I, I don't... I'm not giving up on that. <laughs> we could have done that for this one, you know, because this is number seventy-five. That's quite a cool number. But I'll wait for a hundred. Um, <laughs> anyway, it stars Gael Garcia Bernal, who is from Bad Education. You'll also recognize his voice as Hector from Coco um, and also Old. Then Laura Donnelly, who you might know from Outlander, but she's done a few other projects as well. And Harriet Sansom Harris, who um, was in Memento and Adam's Family Values uh, for a few obvious things for you to recognize. Um, and the cinematographer, I I feel like we don't usually shout out the cinematographer, but in this case, it would be rude if we didn't, mm. um, was Zoe White, who I actually watched something that she worked on, which was that catfight movie that I told you about, but oh, I did boy, not yeah. enjoy. <laughs> but it's always cool to have female um, cinematographers because I feel like they're kind of far and few between. Um, Ryan Coogler works with a female cinematographer quite a lot. Um, just had to, I guess that means I, yeah. I yeah, it. I love it. I love that you always could always crowbar him back in. Um, it currently stands at ninety one percent on Rotten Tomatoes, um, which is a pretty high score. And I think like it, it's had. Yeah, it currently stands at 91% on Rotten Tomatoes and has um, received a lot of praise, especially for the performances and also for the cinematography. Um, and even though it seems like a kind of random project to me anyway, um, it was initially planned as a feature film in um, that was going to come out by May of 2001. Um, and it got quite far into the script. They had like several drafts. Kevin Feige was also attached to that whole development. Um, and they even had like acquired the producers um, and were looking to distribute. Um, but in 2006, it kind of just fell away. Um, and then it was meant to feature in the MCU a bit earlier, um, as early as February of 2019, but then it was pushed back. Um, and um, it was really interesting actually, because Kevin Feige had a conversation with Michael um, and was kind of asking him about what projects he'd be interested in working on. And this is the one that he brought up and he was a little bit hesitant, but once they actually talked about his ideas and stuff, they decided to go ahead with it. And here we are. So, um, I guess there's several levels to this conversation. I guess we can do our overall non-spoiler, what we liked, what we didn't like, um, and then go into spoilers. And then also just talk about like, it. this is quite, like I said before, rogue for um, Marvel to kind of do a horror, like horror anything. Um, and it is 
I don't think it's as extreme as it could be, but mm. it's like, yeah, I think it's important to talk about like Marvel's take on the genre. Um, but yeah, non-spoiler thoughts. What did you like or didn't you like? Um, I I think this hit the vibe perfectly. Like that kind of like 40s to 60s horror movie where it's a creature flick more than it is scary. It's this really kind of campy uh, kind of horror experience where it's you're laughing and having a good time kind of as ridiculous as it can get. Like there's there's shades of like um, uh, Evil Dead where like he loses the hand. Mm, that's a spoiler. I'll get back to that later. <laughs> I think that's fine. You just said but he, he loses, loses a hand. We don't that know could who be anyone. All right, well, I'll go more into that. Someone then. loses a hand, <laughs> but like it, it has like it skirts that line of like uh, ridiculous kind of like gore and action, and also like very exaggerated kind of pantomime moments of oh no, it's a monster that it just it tickles me so much. It's so good. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm on a similar vibe of, um, I just enjoyed how fun it was. And it took me back to like, kind of, um, back when I was doing my literature A-levels and we were like (laughs) studying the Gothic, um, and horror and like the comparison between like those works of literature and then the films that came out that were kind of like, it was supposed to be scary, but they weren't really that scary. And there was kind of more focus on like, like you said, like the monster and, humans reaction to the monster and who is really the monster because humans are acting like monsters but all in a way that's not like not too heavy-handed it's quite like simple plain on paper you don't really have to think that much about the themes because they're kind of just there Mm -hmm. um there's not a lot of like complication um so I thought that was pretty cool uh, I liked a lot of the like dialogue and just weird facial expressions. Yes. Um, I couldn't get over the black guy. Yeah, you had a problem with that guy. Boy. <laughs> I don't have a problem with him, but it's like every time we saw him, he was just like, I guess maybe he was really leading into it, but he was just so cheesy the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> get up. Chef <laughs> Kiss. Get up Amazing. No, but he was like walking up. like this. He was like, like, yeah, anyway, it was just really funny. Um, and I think even just like the little like looks of certain characters being so obviously suspicious and and yeah um you kind of knew where the story was going but it wasn't in a way that like put you off because you could tell that it was giving homage to a lot of stuff from the genre um and I also was saying that like the cinematography was like for once where style and substance are coming together and it just it isn't black and white just for the sake of looking cool. Um, it did actually add a lot to the story. But my one dislike was that um, I feel like when we saw Blood, it should have been red too, because that would have been extra cool because obviously the bloodstone was red um, and the whole film is black and white. So I felt like anything that should have been red should have been red. But it, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. I just think, especially in certain scenes, like it would have just. It could have popped. Yeah. I mean, DC do whole comics where it's like, um, and Marvel, where it's black, white, and red. They they do, they go together. I, I, I agree with you there. I would like to have seen more blood and red blood. Um, I I feel like I'm, I, I enjoyed it, but I'm not as hot on it as, as you guys. I feel like it did strike the perfect balance of not being too like comedic and satirical but then also not 
trying to take itself too seriously. It hit that, it hit the perfect kind of mark. Um, I I liked how short it was as well. Like it just felt like a quick, literally almost like a, a one-shot comic sort of thing where you're not getting something too deep. You're not getting something that you have to sit down and think about afterwards. Like you said, a lot of the messages and 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 like the story and the beats um, are all just there laid out in front of you and it was enjoyable. Um, I just felt like it felt it it just felt good I guess I guess that's it it's weird like I that my critique just was that it wasn't amazing it, it just kind of there was something about it that felt a bit lackluster uh, as weird as that sounds it, I, and I feel like in, in some parts it did feel like there was more homage in than um building off of what came before if that made sense mm. um and sometimes I prefer when I can see the inspiration, but I can also see the own like like flavor of the, the thing I'm watching mm. right now. Whereas this just felt like I was just watching like literally callback to um previous um mm. works kind mm-hmm. of thing mm-hmm. in, in that regard. But I, I still enjoyed it. It was it was a fun time. Mm-hmm. It, um yeah. I, yeah. I just would I, I would like to say that I feel like there should be more specials and less TV shows. That's what I think. I think some of these TV shows could have just been specials like this. I think what was... Mm, mm, I don't know if I agree, but maybe I think there should definitely be more specials because I do kind of like how, even when the director was talking about it, he just said that he's not, like, he enjoyed the fact that there was a level of freedom of, like, you don't really need to know where this fits into the MCU or if it even fits in. It's not setting up to something. It's just what it is mm-hmm. um so i do feel like in the tv shows maybe or having more specials there should be more of that where you're just kind of building like these random self-contained worlds without them having to feel like it's just like oh this is six, six episodes to set up this film that i have to go see and so it feels a bit less like an obligation and it kind of just i feel like this injected some fun into the mcu a bit more like especially since um since like Wonder Vision, when we were first like, ooh, they're doing different like different kinds of flavors and stuff. I think this was like another edition of that that didn't feel too like, yeah. Now we're going to this. This is to remind you of this thing that's coming out in twenty twenty five. Don't forget. Well, I haven't, I haven't seen I haven't seen She Hulk, so I don't know how She Hulk. Yeah, that, I don't know about She Hulk. I don't think I don't think all the TV shows are like that. Mm, name one that it. Okay, Moon Knight isn't. I guess because we don't know. Moon Knight isn't. Hawkeye wasn't. Hawkeye could have been a special. Hawkeye, yeah, Hawkeye, yeah, Hawkeye would have Christmas made a great special. special. <laughs> yeah, mm. I, I actually enjoyed the TV show, but I, I think it would have been that would have been a really good special. Yeah, mm. I guess I can see to your point. Uh, I, I want more specials. I think that this is the perfect length of time to set up a ridiculous story yeah. and give it like clothes payoff. Because yeah. like when they have like a long like ten episodes, twelve episodes, they have to fill that time kind of appropriately and like some shows can get super flabby especially when they're forced to have 10 episodes regardless of what the content is um and like having this like short it's not like a feature like movie thing it's not like an episode thing where they can just tell a story is super fun to me and it's it can it can allow them to tell more unique stories and stories in more unique ways and that's what i need from the mcu because like Man, that fatigue is is just really here. <laughs> like it's really here. But yeah. Anyway, let's move on to spoilers. Um, 
I guess, I don't know, for me personally, I don't feel like there's much more to expand on beyond Mm. what I've already said. I guess because it was quite short and like I said, it was very like simple and to the point. Um, I guess if you are wanting to listen to the like spoiler review, but you want some context, um, the show is basically about a character called Jack, Jake, Jack. Jack. Thanks. There's, I know that there's like two characters one's called jack and one's called jake that are both the work so i yeah that's why i'm mixing up not because i'm crazy ted is the monster (laughs) yeah ted (laughs) is the monster um but basically i think fans were not sure if this iteration of the wealth was going to be the jack guy or the jake guy but it is jack um so jack um infiltrates this group um to acquire the bloodstone and they have this ritual um where they basically have to kill a monster called ted um, who is the man thing um, and Jack is basically trying to save his friend um, and turns out to actually be a werewolf and a monster himself which is discovered when he um, after he basically makes a pact with um, Elsa uh, who is the daughter of Ulysses who kind of runs or used to run this whatever this he was the head honcho. Yeah, the head honcho of these like <clears throat> monster hunters. Um, and so they kind of like work together. Shenanigans happen. It's very short. It's a happy ending. There's blood and gore and violence. It is very um, silly. Yeah. Like if you that is like the my favorite thing about it is like how many like almost Marx Brothers moments there are in this like this very short kind of condensed thing. Like the sequence of him with the explosive and throwing oh, wow. it at the wall yeah. and then like dropping it and then like sticking it on the wall and it dropped. Like stuff like that just tickles me no end because like those old school like uh, horror movies and stuff, they would have like a lot of character actors. Yeah. So they would have like these really ridiculous like people who are like incredibly funny performers doing things that were like kind of scary, but then also very, very funny. And it just like it scratched that itch for me. Um, but yeah, I I guess beyond what we we would have liked to see more blood and violence. But I guess because MCU doesn't really have that much blood and violence, it was kind of like a step up anyway from what they usually have. Um, I enjoyed the characters and their characterization because, like you said, it did kind of call back to those like really strong characters that you get, especially when you think about like really old films. Like I remember watching the 1931 Frankenstein which I don't think has any speaking in it so it is very much about just like body reactions and just like music and stuff and there was a lot of that coming through even though they were speaking where everyone's accents were just really strong um like her stepmother for example was just so like (laughs) like all of the time um and even all of the like monster hunters were just so like the Scottish guy was very Scottish the like yeah everyone was just (laughs) very much a character um which i guess added to the spectacle of it because it was essentially a spectacle um there wasn't like a lot of tension in the way Mm. that i guess we have in like horror movies now um so there wasn't a lot of like anticipation i guess but you were kind of you were along for the ride i would say i was along for the ride i don't really have any specific non-spoiler or spoiler points though now that i think about it um, it, it's it's just very much like my my spoiler thing was like you know stuff like the hand and like the the action sequence at the end is just mm-hmm. again it's just fulfilling that vibe of old school action being very over the top and it's like lots of people 
diving away and like kind of being thrown and it's like almost like two dudes in a suit like tearing through downtown Tokyo for Godzilla kind of thing yeah do you know what I mean is, yeah. is that level of like ridiculous action it's weird because my modern horror mind was going taking me straight to weird and I didn't even have a massive modern horror mind but it was like when the um the door was slowly closing I just thought that the guy was gonna get cut in half and oh, then yeah. he just didn't mm, yeah um so yeah but Levi do you have any specific thoughts no nah, man I mean I think that was the beauty of this special it was just something that you can just take in and enjoy um I did I liked the fact that there was no quipping um I feel like the humor was whether it's from like snarky Elsa Elsa that was her yeah. name right mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like the humor kind of was in line with with each character's kind of personality and it didn't feel like it was just like they they pulled out a note out of their pocket and read a line off of it if you get <laughs> <laughs> one of those Kevin Feige notes that they hand to them behind their back. <laughs> um werewolf more like where is the wolf? <laughs> like um I I would have liked to part of me would have liked to have seen the wolf transformation. Mm. But at the same time, I really enjoyed the effect of it in in the shadow. It, it mm. kind of made me more uncomfortable at the same time, actually, when I think about that. Mm. So maybe I retract that point. Like the shot of her like cowering away from the monster, perfect. It's just the perfect shot for like this genre and this kind of vibe. Like do you know where she's like, ah, kind of thing. It's so good. Yeah. yeah, but I think that for me, that's it. I mean, to be honest. Creature features aren't really my jam. So I will say that it kind of that is a big caveat to anything I say about this. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. I think we might talk a little bit about that um, in a minute, to be fair. But I like to be I like to be scared. I, I don't like to be grossed <laughs> out, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't mind being grossed out, but I like being scared. I remembered my other criticism. Elsa's accent was very off. <laughs> it was very off sometimes. I was like, what is this? Um, <laughs> Who are you? What is I did this? Look, <laughs> I did look it up and the actress is Irish. I don't know if she has an Irish accent, but I imagine that's what it was that was sipping in. And it's not a major gripe. It's just like, sometimes I was like, hmm? Um, but yeah, apart from that, I enjoyed it. I guess as a general question, where like where would you if Marvel does kind of continue to do horror stuff or like genre stuff where would you like to see them take it um, I, I don't think they should you don't think they should only because they they there's a line that they'll never step over and if you're not going to step over the line just leave it alone mm. we were told that you know with, with Doctor Strange and Sam Raimi um on board that we were going to get like horror elements in Doctor Strange mm. and we barely got that like there was some kind of there was, we there was. You can thing. see some of Raimi's like his stamp in terms of s- certain scenes, even the way Scarlet Witch was portrayed. I almost said Black Widow there. Um, <laughs> in a lot of the, a lot of her portrayal was quite like terrifying. But I just feel like if if it, I know I know there is stages to horror, yeah. But I do feel like I feel like um, I feel like this is just under the stage that you should be at. Mm. And I don't think Marvel okay. would do more than this. I'm not saying it has to be all crazy, like like crazy zombies all flying in the screen mm. and people actually kicking your door in real life. But... <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> oh, yeah. um, I don't know. But I, I don't know. I just don't think, I don't think Marvel will ever 
I would like to see them do more psychological horror stuff. Because, like, one thing... Mm. Okay, I know that Fantastic Four, the, like, reboot was really bad. But one thing that I really enjoyed about, like, the concept of it was, like, how they explored the kind of, like, grossness of being a superhero. Like, your whole body changing. Like, they had mm. loads of scenes with, like, for example, Mr. Fantastic. Like, the actual mental and weird, like... I don't know, psychology going on with the fact that your body is now stretching beyond mm. your control and it was kind of gross. I feel like they could tap into some of that and it wouldn't feel too heavy, but it would still... That's not necessarily like horror, but I think, I don't know, like, it's I think body, the psych- body yeah, horror, I think this, yeah. they could do that really well. And there's like so much to explore with like superheroes and just there. Because even when I... Okay, The Boys is not a great example because it is very violent, but like having the... Te- like that kind of terror of someone who is like very powerful i think that is something that they could bring a bit more i don't like know how bright they like brightburn or whatever that film's called or i haven't watched it but yes don't watch that movie it's no good oh never mind. <laughs> buy again it's somebody specific um i have no idea i i don't think i want to see them tackle horror uh because like as you're saying like they won't tackle it like fully um i I want to see them make more creature flicks because there are creatures in yes. the in the Marvel universe. I want to see them do more camp and ridiculous things because like they do want to have humor in their movies and like creature flicks are humorous like a lot of the time by design. Like I think there's a lot of fun interplay in that kind of thing. I don't want to see it like in a TV show because like after you've seen the creature, like it's that's the that's the main kind of like fun. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I yeah. think like a special with creatures, like a series of specials would be amazing. But like, yeah, that's that's kind of what I want from. I hear that 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 would be good, man. They like a monster verse, but mm. in the MCU just specials. Like, yeah, I I I hear that. Actually. I want to see people running around with man thing toys. The children. Mm. Um, kind of looks like a <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. What, what what I was gonna ask is what 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 what, what Marvel property would you like to see in a horror film then in in any sort of film like what character and what film hmm um like blade if i like i want to see blade but like a horror film like that i think has legs like instead of him just like he's still kicking ass and stuff but like the vampires being actually legitimately terrifying, crawling through yeah. the darkness, like skittering around and stuff. No. That you took amazing. my you, you took you took my answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Like Blade, but twenty eight days of night. <laughs> yes, that would be amazing. Like that Crazy would be so dream. good. Um... <laughs> I'm gonna say because Hassan, Hassan took my answer, so I'm gonna think on my feet and say I'm gonna say Jessica Jones. But yeah, in a psychological horror mm. with Kilgrave. No, no, but with, like, yes. but leading all the way into the horror, like all the way. I mean, like slow burn conversations, mm-hmm. and over the course of a whole two minute conversation in watching time, you realize something's not quite right. With this mm-hmm. Like reality, like, kind of warping around the conversation. People, ah, oh, chef kids. Who's real? Who's under control? Oh God, I'm mm. telling you. And and because remember, Kilgrave can make them do stuff, so he can make them do like weird things in the background to be all scary. Sorry, <laughs> I forget really into it. 
No, I'm, I'm, I'm here Maybe with you. I'm here you with should you. write a, a, a treatment and send like it to proper Kevin invisible Hart. man, but with mm. Kilgrave. Oh my god, yeah, that would be good. It's just um, like like NPCs, just like out of the corner of your eye, someone's just doing something a little off. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and then you can get those YouTube and that's and like if you pause the screen, <laughs> that policeman over there is recording Jessica Jones because Kilgrave is controlling him. That's what I want. Yes, yes. I want it now. I don't know. I guess I'd like to see Wolverine um, because mm. I just find his whole, like, I find characters who live for a really long time just really interesting because it must be really depressing to just be like, yeah, I'm going to lose all my family and you just can't do anything about it. So I just like, I know they already explore it kind of in the series that we've already seen, but I think they could do, they could push the boat out more. But how would it be horror though? I don't know. He'd just be like trapped in his own memories and accidentally killing people a la like Hercules when he killed his family because he went crazy like that. Do you know what I'd take for Wolverine if... Like a, like if he was hunting someone. So let's say Sabretooth had like ravaged a village somewhere and then Wolverine's like, like walking through and like mind. hunting him or is he being hunted? Like Predator. Or dog soldiers. Or dog soldiers. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Yes. But I still like my idea. Now. <laughs> 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 um, but I couldn't really think of that many characters to be honest. But anyway. We shall move on. We shall see what Marvel, you know, serves us up. On to the second main event. Um, I guess we wanted to talk about, like, horror in general, um, especially since, like I mentioned before, Halloween is um, coming up. And horror is a massive, massive genre. There's, like, so much that fits into it. There are so many subgenres. It's like you could say that you like horror movies and mean one thing uh, that's, like, completely different to someone else. Um, so... Let's get into some some history, some facts about horror. Um, I feel like being scared has existed or like telling stories, scary stories has probably existed for as long as like humans could communicate with each other. Because um, when you look back at folklore and even some religious stories, there's always an aspect of exploring the darker parts of human nature or like warning people or explaining the why people do bad things. Um, so yeah. It's always existed, but horror as a genre was kind of widely influenced by Gothic works. So the works of Bram Stoker, Edgar Edgar Allan Poe, and also Mary Shelley, as well as um, folklore, which you see like in a lot of the Grimm's tales um, and a lot of the folklore at the time, they're all very dark and grim and scary, um, not like the Disney-fied versions um, now. And also horror as we know it, um, was heavily influenced by German expressionism, um, which influenced both horror and also black noir as uh, genres. So German expressionism uh, basically came about during, well, kind of after World War One, where Germany was quite isolated. Um, foreign films were banned, so a lot of filmmakers had to kind of, people were going to see films. Um, a lot of people were seeing films because obviously money in Germ Germany was like hyperinflated. So it kind of didn't really matter what you spent your money on. So they kind of didn't mind throwing all uh, that money away to go see films that kind of dealt with themes um, that they were relating to, um, such as madness, betrayal and other topics that were related to the topics um, and experience of World War I. Um, it then became more widely referenced uh, worldwide as 
German filmmakers fled to the US with the impending World War II. Um, and you can see German expressionism in the work of people like Fritz Lang, Alfred Hitchcock, and Austin Wells, which then further expanded its experience, um, its influence, sorry. Um, and a key feature of these like kind of films were they didn't really have big budgets, so they used designs that were very unrealistic. Um, they also and absurd. They also used designs to represent lights as opposed to actually having lights and stuff. So you, you came out with these like sets that just looked very weird. Um, and obviously, since they were dealing with dark themes, you can see how those two things kind of married each other. Um, and then horror itself only codified as an actual genre after the release of Dracula in 1931. Um, and since then, it has taken over the world. It has amassed so many subgenres. You can get slashes, you can get supernatural horrors, psychological horrors, cosmic horrors. Yeah, exactly. Um, it just goes on and on. Um, and it's particularly prominent in Japan, Korea, Italy, and Thailand, um, which we can touch on a little bit. I find it very interesting that, diff well, it's quite obvious, but I guess horror in different countries reflects on a lot of the things that they fear or like a lot of the folklore and spiritual things that kind of come up there. So a lot of Asian horror movies do tend to kind of focus a bit more on like ghosts and witches. Um, whereas I feel like in the West, it's a bit more uh, body horror. Strange, stranger <laughs> yeah. danger. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, um, one thing that I wanted to bring up before we kind of get into some of our favorite um, horror things was that um, I did English Lit and one of the modules that we did um, was about- <laughs> But Get it was it was very interesting. English study in the realm of here. Good. I got a good grade. Okay. Words. <laughs> um, but yeah, some kind of William Shakespeare's <laughs> over here. I mean, one of my nicknames is Madam Shakespeare, which oh, I think that But yeah, it, as I was studying kind of literature, it's interesting that literature has a bit more of like a rigid kind of guideline of what horror is slash horror versus terror which i don't think we see as much um in film and i just find a uh, distinction between the two very interesting um so terror is actually uh coined as being the feeling of dread and anticipation that precedes the horrifying experience while horror is the feeling of revulsion that usually follows it um after seeing a frightening sight sound or otherwise experience um and I guess in films, you kind of get both of them anyway. So that's why horror is the more prevalent term. But um, it does make me think about the things that actually scare me versus the things like, I think I'm better kind of at dealing with seeing things that are horrifying to me, but I cannot stand the feeling of dread and anticipation. So even when playing like Until, Until Dawn, for a lot of the time, it's just the music and not know, knowing what's coming next that actually scares me more than like the seeing the actual horrifying thing. And once I see that thing, I kind of calm down a little bit, a little bit. But um, yeah, I think it's interesting to kind of think about those things when we watch um, films and, and realizing and analyzing what actually scares us, um, whether it's like the feeling of terror or actually seeing something that kind of makes you shake um or be uncomfortable um but yeah i guess let's get into some of our favorite horror things um, can, can i just say um 
it's quite interesting that it makes me think of um the film we reviewed uh last couple episodes of mm-hmm. house of darkness yeah. like that kind of lent into terror more than horror should we say mm. it does feel like terror can be hit and miss a little bit because obviously when it comes to a vibe or or an atmosphere you know it, it might not always catch on with some people especially like I feel like like an atmosphere is harder to pick, get like on a casual audience if you get what I'm saying mm-hmm. or is horror is a bit of a cheat if we're coining the two like treating them separately because you can just you can literally, I could throw a potato at you and you jump. You know, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, the jump scare it, thing. Yeah. But it is quite interesting to um, look at the two and see how they kind of play with each other and how different, um, whether it's the film or whatever it is you're, you're taking in, how it how it mixes up the two to kind of give you the experience. I, I'll, I'll, I'll kick us off. Um, I think I'm like the least versed in horror out of the three of us. Um, I think it's the terror that I appreciate more than the horror because like the horror lasted me, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, and this is like kind of shown in this book, I think better than any kind of horror thing that I've experienced. There's a book called Dark Matter by Michelle Pava that is, it's, um, it's set in Svalbard in Sweden, like up where it's like nighttime for like months, months at a time. Um, and it's this Arctic explorer goes goes up and he's trapped in this little hut, isolated, and there's this uh, bear post outside. So if a bear that's woken up, um, like, and it's hungry, mm. instead of going and, like, searching the houses and stuff, there's, like, grease up the top and it can scratch itself on there and kind of get distracted and not focus on the people. But throughout the book, the bear post becomes this, focal point of utter sheer terror and like each every page of like your hands shaking as you're like reading the next page like just the lurid detail of the bear post and how it's kind of warping reality and like the whole scene around it it's it's so good i cannot recommend that book enough do you know what i'll say about i mean i've i've read very few like horror books but um and more so when I was a teenager. So <laughs> they maybe weren't that actually that scary. But I, I tend to I'm the type that like reads in silence, like mm. dead silence. I like to be in a room by myself. And when I, I would say terror is definitely effective when you're reading because you read at your own pace, you mm. set the atmosphere in. When you read something, there's something, especially when it when a writer's like a good writer and they kind of um write this character doing things and reacting to things that maybe is quite familiar to yourself so when you're reading that you're kind of like you know when you read and you, you look behind you mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that kind of thing and, yeah and, you, and I feel like you get that a lot more in in books I'd say you get mm. you get a lot more of that dread sometimes just reading about a, a haunted house or something before anything's happened it's described in such a way that you feel like a shiver down your spine in, mm. in the in the room. And 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 to an extent with comics as well, actually, just um the way artists can really um play with not just the art, but even sometimes like frames, like storyboards and how they're drawn on a page, and they can make you feel like disorientated and all sorts of like confusion and some. And you know when you turn over a page and you get a big splash of something mm. horrifying, you know, 
it can really take you back make you just pause and think about life mm-hmm. something is killing the children does that very effectively oh yeah yeah very yeah, it effectively does. it really does okay um uh, i was gonna bring up a book of comics <laughs> yeah go for um, it go for it well i think my book is not actually scary I don't know if it is scary actually because I read this as a child, but because like just based off of what you were saying, I used to read the like Gothic books, the Old Kingdom books, mm. which are like focused on like um, I can't remember fully what it is, but there's a lot of like stuff about like necromancers, and I just remember because I used to read like really late at night. I used to get so freaked out. <laughs> like I would go to bed and I would be like sweating. Mm. Like I would not be able to sleep, and it was like that thing that you said of like you just like because I've got an overactive imagination. If I just read anything that's like slightly terrifying, it's just my brain my brain is just like won't stop going. And when you're reading because you're building that world, obviously the writer is there taking you on that journey, but a lot you you're having to do a lot of like the legwork and you know how fast you read or how slow you read, where you are when you're reading just really adds to the experience. I remember being like super terrified um of that. Um and then I've never really Actually, no, I've read a few horror mangas, which I've deleted from my brain because I was terrified. <laughs> like, I remember um, I was reading one. I don't remember what the title was, but it was um, basically about, like, these school kids who were, like, on a bus um, and the bus breaks down. High and School then... of the Dead? No. Oh. And, then turns... <laughs> and, then, and then it turns out that it's a witch hunt. Um, and so all these kids are getting, like, killed in this mountain and when I was reading it, we were in France. Um, so I was nowhere near home. I'd lost my key card. So, and our, like the place that we were staying was kind of like in a wooded area because it was outside of Paris. So I was just convinced that like our bus was going to break down and that we were all going to get murdered. And somehow they're going to find my key card against my room and just kill me. Um, so yeah, I feel like with books and stuff, where you are, it really matters. Do you not because, get that? Like, do you not get that anytime you're on a train leaving London? I think that all the time. No, because I live I'm outside like, of London. What if this train breaks down and it turns into Jeepers Creepers mm-hmm. too? And I, I always think about this all the time. I'm just like, man, I'm gonna start swinging instantly the moment this, like, this train stops. Sorry, yeah. Um, yeah. So I feel like the most creepy thing about comics and books for me is just like how much your brain just goes into like overdrive. Whereas I feel like after you read like after you watch a game after you watch a game well after you watch a film or like after you play a game it kind of does leave you like you can still think about it but it i just maybe it doesn't always leave you i disagree (laughs) never mind never mind but i just i don't know i feel like when i'm reading a scary book it just feels like my brain is the enemy whereas Mm. like when i'm playing a game or like watching something it's more like someone else is putting this onto me whereas when you're reading it's like your brain is doing so much of the work that it just uh, it's it's creepy um but yeah moving on you can pick your thing <laughs> i kind of freaked myself out I'm, all right so i guess we're essentially going to talk about like what what medium we kind of prefer in terms of taking in horror i, I guess is the direction we're going in and the only reason i say i disagree oh no i you can disagree okay. i realized what i was saying halfway after i, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean if I'm going to pick something to champion, I'm going to pick games because the agency is handed to you. I hate it. And 
And but you know what? You say that, yeah. Until Dawn is all right. <laughs> I have been so scared. I've been scared. Of, like my worst, heart has been racing while playing that game. Like, and it'll be like before I go into playing it, um, I'll be like, oh, it's just a video game. Like, I'll be like, say I'm watching like The Simpsons or whatever I'm watching, and then I'm like, oh, I should probably play some Until Dawn because I'm nearly finished and it's kind of a short game. And then I'll be like, yeah, it's fine. It's literally just the game. And then as soon as I go into it, I'm like, (laughs) my heart is racing. And I just feel like it, I don't know. Yeah, I think being in the, like, you know, it's one thing watching a TV show and being in the passenger seat where you can just watch and you can get scared, but like, you're not doing anything. But like having the controller in your arms, hands, while you're scared and trying not to kill people, that is terrifying. I don't care if you say that there are worse games, I will never play another game like that i was terrified um you this this is like the good threshold of like scary i think there's because it's so ridiculous and so over the top with the oh press a button now oh the hold the controller still right like i think that takes away from like how legitimately scary those moments were um i was was, still scary because as soon mm. as i got like flustered that's it everything's gone everything's gone but yeah I guess like I did while playing it it's like okay when I'm exploring I know nothing scary gonna happen until it's like on auto mode and then I just have to press certain things and I'm like okay I can kind of relax now because I don't actually have to do that much but at the same time if I just get so in my head that the controller's shaking while it's like don't move (laughs) then also like crap so I don't know yeah but I get what you mean yeah my my experience with that game was playing with a bunch of mates. So like, it, it, it was like only so much scared you can have when you're get like you're laughing your ass off with like with other people. Um, yeah, maybe I should have tried that. It, it's it's a much better experience with a lot of people. Oh, you're fine. The thing is, I'm I am one of those guys that I like to turn the lights off. I like to get in into the mood of it. I literally would be like, no, can I leave the light on? And he's like, it's fine, I'm here. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm here. I just want the light on. Okay, like, today I think the lights on. And we it was need so much to see better. the true blacks. Okay, no. we need to see those true blacks. No, um. <laughs> and then I have to like keep my feet on the sofa as well, just in case like something tries to grab my leg. It won't, but you know, you never know. Yeah, like that's. Mm. <laughs> I will say as well, like in terms of gameplay, like games can add an extra dimension to make you just feel. I guess you know by nature, games are supposed to give you sort of like a power trip, right? Uh, make you feel in control. And there's a lot of horror games, that, like even even just looking at like something like Resident Evil, for example. You know, you take the power of the gun away, you take the bullets away, and then you get like scarce safe little rooms dotted around this this world that's very dangerous and to the point where you have to pause the game look at the map and be like i'm gonna leave the door i'm gonna make a left and a right and a left and a right and i'm not gonna stop (laughs) like i i i I love the way games can like creatively give a sense of terror essentially Mm through gameplay before you even left do you know how sometimes that those Resident evil you know the music that plays in like the first game when you're in a safe room that plays in my head sometimes just randomly uh, <laughs> <laughs> i spent yeah. a lot of time just in those rooms just not leaving <laughs> I, hey man like if that takes you I to a good place that is fine i support that <laughs> um, it doesn't even take me to a good place the other thing that i wanted to shout out with games though is 
like in terms of building atmosphere and really like that terror okay fam. um i think pov games are really like creepy to me like when i first played um what remains of edith finch like it's not a scary story but there is it's very haunting mm. you are like very yeah. terrified in a like weird way you don't really know where the game is going and then obviously as you get through like all of the different stories of all the different family members it's quite like sad um, but there's like a level of like it just touches something in you that is a little bit uneasy. Um, and I find that even with like other games that I've played, like Gone Home, even though that game is not scary at all, there's just something about being in an empty house that you haven't been in for a long time, just finding these like bits and pieces from your family that is just very scary. Like I'd be scared to go into rooms and I was like, I know this isn't a horror game, but there's just something about being alone. And just, yeah, that kind of atmosphere is um, very interesting to me as well. But you should yeah. play a game called... Um... i lost? No. <laughs> I, I, I think I've told you guys, like, uh, I I played Outlast with a friend um, and I got to the window to get inside the asylum oh and I was like, God. nope, I'm done. Oh, <laughs> I'm no. done. I didn't get inside. I was like, no, no, no. What? Why am I doing this to myself? I'm, I'm you, good. You know what? I will just, sorry, to, just to say, <laughs> that, that window... That Outlast done a very good job of making you feel like when you go through that window, <laughs> yeah, but I was like, it's like, on. You can turn around and look outside, and it's raining, or you could go in the window, and once you go in, that's it. It felt like climbing into a real person's window in real life. Bruh. I was like, I got to the sill, like foot on the sill. I was like, yeah, I will not be playing. Nah. Thank you. <laughs> did you Google it? What did you see? What did you see? <laughs> <laughs> I just saw her typing next to me. She was like, yeah. her phone down in disgust. So that's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Wait, I don't know if you can see. It's just yeah, the I can see that. Yeah, no, I'm I good. Care. I'm I good. Care. No, Ram, Ram, you Why right. Are you Ram, you right. No. I think okay. you should play it. No. Okay, uh, you guys again. I'm campaigning for you guys to stream, and I want to see you two play the quarry or some sort of horror game together. I, I eat. The, I eat these games. Remember mm. that. Okay. I eat these. He says, "Let's see how many people you." I'm. I keep telling him that he has to play until dawn, mm-hmm. so that we can see how many people he saves. Because you know, you're having such a great time. I. Be scared. I am down. <laughs> you need to understand. And I will save everyone. <laughs> no. I will save everyone with ease. Uh, okay. Cool. It, is it? Is yeah, it, but is no, this... you were okay. gonna make no, no, me no. punch a wolf. So... <laughs> so oh, yeah. okay okay handshakes all around this is happening cool cool um, <laughs> i will buy i will order this game today and yeah, save every, and save go, everyone go everyone will be okay. saved by go the weekend ahead. okay it's gonna be on twitch we're gonna see this live it's gonna oh happen. my god <laughs> i think you should do it that should be our special yeah yeah i'm maybe i'm campaigning for this every episode um, <laughs> um i wanna i wanna put like a uh, spotlight on movies because i don't think we've really talked about like horror movies yet um dancing around it because i feel like that's that is the go to that is the medium i feel like even when we look at like what has popularized the genre it literally is because of dracula that, yeah yeah, that yeah bella lugosi is dracula like yeah. changed everything for like a lot of people um i think the thing is my perfect horror movie like john Carpenter's is the thing that it's a very clever very well acted like beautifully told like shot for shot it's amazing like the creature is creepy and awful and like the body horror is just right yeah that movie is is, is almost perfect like i 
recommend it to everyone. Yeah, that's another film I haven't watched, but I've watched about a million YouTube video analysis about it. <laughs> yeah, oh, <laughs> like, Levi, Levi trust me, it's one of my favorite films of all time, and it's horror. That should tell you enough. <laughs> yeah, no, it's that one, and what's the one when the guy turns into a fly? The fly with Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch The Thing and The Fly. The, the Fly is a wild ass time. I really enjoyed The Fly. Um, <laughs> I feel like my favorite horror movies are the ones that are not that scary, mm. but have some kind of, you know, social commentary. Because um, I feel like movies that I'll watch over and over again are like Attack the Block and Train to Busan because I like zombies. Mm. Train to I watch any zombie fun. movie. Um, I even really enjoyed that. Um, I just like zombie movies as a whole, actually. Um, and I love Get Out, obviously. Um, and it's great to see black people in horror because I think that's like a secondary thing of maybe subconsciously, maybe mm. why I never watch horror. One because I'm a coward <laughs> and a whisper. <whisper. laughs> <laughs> but the second part is like there's not really a lot of like black representation, and I don't. I think Get Out was like a good. Um, film that kind of in- explores the horrors that come with like being black sometimes obviously to an extreme extreme level um without it feeling like um like trauma porn or anything like i feel like there's a weird balance to mm. strike <laughs> see that did you life. did you guys have you guys seen tucker and dale versus evil no. do you know what I, you should I've, watch I've, that no, movie I, it's them, one of those films that I've seen but I can't remember it like it is very like funny teenagers late night mm-hmm. they, what was the other one that I remember Little Nicky as well with them stupid films that not stupid but you know <laughs> yeah like T- Tucker and Dale vs. Evil is like a it's it's a subversion of horror movies like it's these two like um, hillbillies buy like a property and it's like a cliche horror property and these like uh, guppy teens turn up on their break and like their summer break or something, and they see them and they instantly are like, "They're evil. They're gonna kill us." And it a lot of shenanigans happen. It's very funny, very very funny. Um, oh, I'm gonna shout out one more thing. Okay, no, um, I also really like the haunting of Hill House, and even though I was scared, but I like how. It just did horror and all of the cool ghost stuff behind it. Um, and I think also like modern day horror nowadays, especially now that we've had like Get Out or like Midsommar and all that kind of stuff. I feel like horror is getting its kind of flowers a bit more. I think mm. usually like we think of like every time that I've like studied a film, it's like, oh, a horror movie is always like cheap and easy to make. Like there's loads of tropes to fall back on. Like there's probably like low like horror movies are one of the easiest things to like produce that people will just go and see um so I feel like a lot of the artistry for a while was like leaving it or like not being really appreciated um and we were getting to a point where we're having like parodies and almost like parodies of horror were more popular than actual horror movies so I'm really enjoying that horror shout out scary movie too yeah (laughs) and only scary movie too (laughs) um but yeah, I think I'm enjoying the fact that horror is getting like, you know, people are reshaping the genre and like doing more interesting things with it. We're getting a lot of like foreign horror, which sometimes is a bit too much <laughs> and really scary. I don't watch Serbian horror films, <laughs> um, but, you know, it's it's good to have like a variety. And I feel like it's like one of the genres that probably will never really die. Like it will just keep getting reinvented, especially since horror, it can be so reactive to like what, 
humans are fearing now um and we've talked about it before but it's like always interesting to see like the comparisons between like human society and what we're fearing and then what is appearing in our movies and i think that that is so 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 prominent in uh horror movies um so yeah i would like to keep I don't promise to watch all of them because I'm scared, <laughs> but I'm glad that it's happening and I hope all the horror fans are enjoying that. Um, but yeah. Damn, after all that, I'm about to say something smooth, <laughs> smooth brain way because you can I, switch the section. No, I, I personally just like, if we're talking, you know, in regards to films, I just like the stuff that I grew up on. So I, I like your haunted houses, I like Japanese ghost ladies. And I like zombies. I like. I like. Oh, I do like horror films that play on 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 um that that you know have political undertones, especially if it's not too subtle or just they ta- like if they can weave in modern day issues and stuff into the horror. Great, but at the same time, I just I just like I I watched the new Grudge film and it was bad, <laughs> <laughs> and I enjoyed I... it <laughs> for, some, for some reason. I don't know. Like I just have this thing where like. If someone's being possessed, cool. Paranormal Activity 6, I'll be there. I don't know why. That being said, Hereditary is one of the best horror films I've watched. Did I watch that? That's the... That's... Is that the naked ladies in the attic? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Hassan, have you seen it? It's not that uh, bad, you I'm know. good. It's I'm good. No, I watched no, no. it. it it's, it's really good. It's an actual it's good... good. It's, it's the guy that made uh, Midsommar, isn't it? Yeah, really I, I watched 20 minutes is... of Midsummer. That was a mistake. Oh, Midsummer was, was good, but it was like it wasn't scary though. It was it was freaky. I don't know. Um, it, was, it was terrifying. It was, ter- it yes. was terrifying. It is it's it's be- I, I say it's better than Midsummer, but okay. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. I think it's better than Midsummer. I'm not gonna lie, the naked people in the eye was <laughs> to be honest, that was the scariest part to me. I just can't deal with like what not when she was like in the corner <laughs> no, of her son's room. Like when I think about the movie, that is what I remember. <laughs> the smart, more yeah. you guys talk about this movie, the less likely I am to watch this. <laughs> no, it, movie. It's, it's good though, and this is this is one of those horror films that deals with like grief and things like that it does deal with a lot of things very well but at the same time it's a bit breezy i can't lie mm. <laughs> another thing about horror when i think about it it's like also one of the genres where it's like women are quite prominent in it mm. which you don't really so in a way it, well not i'm not going to say it's progressive but like you know in terms of like having representation mm. whatever you want to make of that it it has always been that and also even like just having like black people in it. we didn't maybe we didn't always like survive and we died first but we were in the movie mm, <laughs> wrong the, turn the, last the last girl is the thing you know yeah exactly um love a last girl um i was gonna say something as well one thing that since you brought up the grudge um one thing that i do not want to see though is like um like international films getting bastardized because one of the points that like kind of come up with like Japanese horror and stuff is because they try to like cater to a more western audience and that has happened in like Korea as well it's like a lot of the things that make the film scarier kind of removed um I I guess it's more of like the cultural references but I think it's more interesting to see the cultural references and what other people from other countries are fearing than to just have it kind of copy pasted but made scary for us like mm. just, i mean i watched sense. half of the, the juon 
the original Japanese version. I had turned that. Sh- no, it was one or two. <laughs> All I know is, I think it might be two actually. I just saw a boy, a whole boy in a glove compartment, and I was just like, oh, I don't even want to comprehend that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And Wreck as well. Wreck was another one that I really enjoyed. The oh, Wreck, the Spanish movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's but, a good That's a that good zombie movie. You said, hot take, I enjoyed Quarantine too. I can't lie. Did I watch that? I don't know. It's the one in the airport with the rat. Maybe I don't. It's, I don't it still was alright. I do really enjoy Wreck. Um, but yeah, I think it's just really it's a it's a it's an interesting human side, and I really like folklore. And folklore does creep me out, but it's like less creepy than actual horror horror films. So um, I mean, sometimes way more creepy. Than yeah, and also nonsensical because sometimes they just don't explain things. Mm. They'll be like the three bells and did the, and what the juniper tree. In uh, the Grimm's fairy tales, is the most non sequitur creepiness that I've read almost ever. Just, yeah. Find it and read it. It's it's a lot. Mm, I'm okay. Yeah, now, now <laughs> I think about it, yeah, fil- horror that deals with folklore is, is it does hit different. Yeah, mm. that's because folklore. What's is the one in the woods? Is it called the woods? I bet it's called the woods. There's um. Do, do you know who done it really well? That kind of like crossed the bridge of horror fans and non horror fans. Pan's Labyrinth. There's folklore oh and horror, amazingly, yeah. and like real, like real life grief and horror and like political kind of upheaval. It it wove all of those things like so so beautifully together. As in, I'm gonna say games. I'm gonna say games <laughs> horror best. That's 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 where I'm ending this episode. Um, I think I would have to agree because, like I said, it's like being. It, there's a difference like being in the passenger seat and driving and when you're driving mm. it's very scary <laughs> like whereas when you're just watching obviously you can see things that are terrifying but i feel like you can protect your brain a little bit more maybe you turn on the lights you just you know you go watch some simpsons <laughs> watch some you can hate watch else. something you can watch something and make it funny in your head you can be like look you stupid girl you're gonna die you can't do that when you're playing the game because it's you yeah yeah 100 it's it's like you are actively having to participate in a way that you don't have to with other mediums yeah yeah and and especially the first person things it's just something about a man actually chasing you it's not it's not good this is this is why when i see people play vr horror games i'm just like I don't oh, know if we can. I don't know if we can be friends. I want that Resident Evil. Levi, I don't know if we can be friends anymore. Wait, I might do that in my sleep <laughs> in the night, boy. <laughs> um, but anyway, that is an episode. Um, I want everyone to comment what their favorite horror genre is slash horror thing. Um, so. It's very oh. haunting. Mm. But anyway, sorry, we're yeah. running over. Let's let's, um, let's let's wrap up. That yeah. is an episode we never rated. Um, Werewolf by Night. So can we quickly just do that? And uh, yeah, eight, eight out of ten. Werewolf by Night. Uh, ten. I'll give it a seven out of ten. I would give it a. I give it an eight out of ten as well. Yay! Yeah. This is that's an episode, guys. Uh, um, Ram, do you want to do the socials? Would you want me to? You can find us at the Nerd Alternative on Reddit and on Instagram at the nerd alternative you can find us at the nerd alternative without the e on twitter you can also find us on youtube and tiktok for video content um you can listen to us on spotify apple podcast google podcast breaker Podchaser, and any other major podcast platform and that's an episode so we'll catch you guys next time bye 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 bye